What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are Deep Dive Sports. This is episode three of our Lights Out segment. I am Duke, joined by Antonio today. Uh, just me and him covering today. Chase is dealing with some personal stuff. So me and Antonio are going to cover the recent TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen fight night card. Obviously, the main fight's pretty controversial, so we're going to kind of dive into that. Touch on any other fights that we thought were interesting. Maybe touch on a little bit of doping since it was TJ's first fight back since being busted a couple years back. And then just kind of looking forward in the UFC or exciting fights in the MMA world. So I guess to uh, start off, Antonio, I'll just kind of come right out the gate. Yeah. Who do you think won the main event? Well, I I particularly think that TJ, TJ Dillashaw, I, I believe, deserved that. I, he's, Grant, you know, he had two years of recovery time, but, you know, he, he came out very strong. I like, you know, it, it was a really exciting fight to me. Like, like, their presence around the ring was well, you know, well known. Like, they were using every bit of the octagon. Yeah. And, but no, TJ Dillashaw, he, what I didn't quite like is that, you know, he, he got into a lot of um, instances where he just like grabbed Sanhagen and he was on he was on his backside standing up. And it's just like, are, are you going to take this guy down anytime soon? Like, what the hell's going on? It's like, yeah. but no, man, he, he did. He did really well with, you know, juking uh, juking Sanhagen's punches. And he seemed very agile, was definitely not stiff at all. Good, yeah. flu- good fluid mo- movements. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree with you on a couple of points. I thought I thought he looked good for his first fight back in a couple of years. You know, some fighters come back, reading rust. Mm-hmm. They get a little sloppy or it's kind of like a deer in the headlights type of thing where they just kind of get all struck again and kind of get nervous, you know, get the get the the butterflies back in the stomach and they kind of freeze up. But I do agree. I think I think Dillashaw looked good. I thought his movement was good. I thought he looked I thought he looked like he had been, you know, training or practicing his whole time off. It didn't look like, you know, there was anything of a surprise to him when he walked into that octagon. No, no. I do. I do disagree with you. I think, I think That's Sanhagen won. I'll, you know, I'll kind of plead, plead my case here a little bit, but going okay. back to the first thing that you said, you know, using the entire octagon, I thought it was a really exciting fight too. Mm-hmm. I thought the pressure by both gentlemen was just astounding. Dillashaw has got great cardio and, Obviously, Sanhagen's got great cardio, but you're right. I mean, they were moving the whole time, using the entire octagon. I thought TJ was even pressuring Sanhagen a, a little bit more than Sanhagen was pressuring TJ. Mm-hmm. And backing up, walking backwards takes a lot of energy when you're fighting. But I, I agree. I think the, the pressure that both men had in the fight, it was great. And it always makes for an exciting fight. So, you know, when I was watching it, I, so there's a couple things that I could see. I think if it was a draw, I could maybe see a draw. I just don't see TJ winning based on a couple of things. So okay. the rounds that I had TJ winning was three three and four. That's what it was. It was three and four. And then okay. I had Corey winning one, two, and five. Mm-hmm. Now I think the controversial rounds could be one or five. I think most people probably had Sanhagen for two. And probably had uh, TJ for three and four. But I think the controversial rounds are one and five. So I thought Sanhagen 
looked great on the feet. I thought he looked better than TJ did on the feet. I thought Sanhagen was piecing him up a little bit. I think TJ had great movement. Like you said, he was agile. He wasn't mm-hmm. stiff or anything like that. But I just no. thought Sanhagen looked better on the feet. And I think the damage after the fight, you know, looking at their faces, I think you could kind of see that Sanhagen maybe did a little bit more damage to uh, uh, TJ's Oh, fight. yeah. Yeah, and also when uh, when the fight was done, uh, Dillashaw, I don't know if you by chance saw afterwards, but he was um, – it seemed like he had some problem with his leg because he was, like, limping off of it. So mm-hmm. – and I think it probably happened during – I think it was, like, beginning, like, either – I think it happened around round two, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, it, it proved that definitely they, they tore each other up. So, yeah. And um, I just have a couple of stats. So, mm-hmm. like I was saying, San Hagen won the feet. I got San Hagen has 128 significant strikes to TJ's 110. And then, but the overall strikes were virtually the same. TJ mm-hmm. had 169, and then Sanhagen had 171. So both men threw roughly the same amount of punches, but they right. kind of gave the edge to Sanhagen when it came to significant strikes, meaning that they thought that those strikes were doing more damage than just any other strikes. And then, you know, what you just mentioned, actually, after the fight in his post-fight interview, TJ, you know, he said he had a really, really hard training camp and that he was, like, barely able to or not able to spar at all during his training camp. So that might've played into a little bit of, you know, the lackluster performance on the feet. And then again, kind of going into what you're saying, why he embraced the grind mode of the clinch and taking him down, Mm -hmm. things like that. I don't think that TJ had anything particularly amazing when it came to the ground and pound moments where I was like, Oh, this could be bad for Sandhagen. But he did take him down, and I thought he had a good presence in the clinch. He probably did a lot of strength and conditioning training if he couldn't spar, so he might have been a little stronger in the cage. Yeah, the but I yeah. think the I think the most like um, the most action that they had on the ground was when uh, when when Sandhagen like he came in uh, with the jumping like knee strike mm-hmm. at one point, and then like Dillashaw Do- like he he was very good defensively when it came to those knee strikes. Like he was like very very quick to defend it but however one of those uh kind of did not work well for Dillashaw and ended up having San- Sandhagen in like a triangle hold oh yeah, yeah, yeah at, at yeah. one point so yeah. it's like if he but but however Sandhagen let go of that for whatever reason but if he would have kept on that he could have probably you know suffocated Dillashaw and just been like you know that could have been it right there but whatever uh, whatever him and his coaches had planned, but uh, but also may, with uh, going on with your stat count. So I so with the significant strikes, yeah, it's like the total strikes, like they're pretty even. Mm-hmm. However, Dillashaw, his control time eight minutes and twenty two seconds, man. Yeah, that's fair. So that's that's you know it's like whenever he like got a hold of him and like kept him in control but you know yeah. but it's like that that plays a major part as well it's not just all about strikes but right it's you know it's a mixed martial art so you gotta have everything accounted for yeah yeah i can kind of go into that a little bit because i was kind of doing my own breakdown mm-hmm. and i thought i thought tj and again like you mentioned um hurt his leg you know yeah. maybe round one or round two but i thought obviously without the leg injury, TJ, I think he could have, could have found or had more success 
with more kicks to the leg of Corey Sanhagen. Cause I thought Corey was moving a lot when, mm-hmm. especially when they were on the feet, that's how he was able to find so much success at the boxing, just because he was able to, you know, punch, move out, punch, move out, you know, the agility. I think TJ could have found a little bit more success kicking the legs of Corey Sanhagen, cutting off the movement of Sanhagen, and then, you know, going in for the clinch and then smothering him on the ground. I yeah. think, yeah, I just, just a little bit more leg kicks, cuts off the movements, allows him to push the takedowns, which I think could have caused a more decisive victory. Yeah, it kind of, it, it kind of sucks for, with with these two particular fighters because with Dillashaw he's such a small guy for his weight and with, with the with height so it's like I think they had like almost like a five inch you know difference between them I think Dillashaw is like five six and a half and Sanhagen is about five ten five eleven so it's just like and Sanhagen is like real is considered a very tall guy in his weight division yeah so it, so it, it's yeah, you'd like to see Dillashaw be, be more physical with the leg kicks, and but you know, I I think he did pretty well with uh, trying to bring that distance closer during the fight. I I just I thought he did very well on that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, again, I think I thought Sanhagen did good enough to win, but I had a friend. He bet three hundred dollars on TJ Dillashaw, and yeah, he, uh, he got he won five hundred, so he's pretty excited that TJ got the win. And then yeah. I guess I guess we can kind of move forward a little bit. You know, TJ, he, he obviously got the victory. Right. Uh, I think he I think he gets the winner of Al Jermaine versus Peter Yan too. And mm-hmm. I personally think that Peter Yan gets the dub over Al Jermaine because I thought the first fight was all Yan until obviously the illegal knee, which gave uh, Al Jermaine the belt. But I think Yan beats Al Jermaine. And then I think TJ probably fights Jan. Obviously, hopefully TJ is healthier at that point. His leg, his right. shoulder, his striking, whatever it may be. You know, when TJ, old TJ, he, he's a great fighter, man. He's just, he's got the oh, yeah. movement. Old TJ, I loved watching him fight Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt. The movement, the striking, how he put it all together. It's great. You know, he, he is a great fighter. And I do think, like you said earlier, he is a really complete fighter when it comes to, you know, aspects of mixed martial arts to striking muay thai boxing wrestling jujitsu he is a complete fighter now between yan and tj i it's a little too soon to tell yan's a great fighter tj's a great fighter i think tj just got to get healthy and that would be a great match however for right. sanhagen you know he, he gets the he gets the loss the close loss i think he still stays a high rank and then i think you mm-hmm. maybe give him the winner of um, Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz, which is fighting, I think it's August 7th. So that they're pretty close together in the fighting. So hopefully later on down the line, that gives them a better schedule to fight at the same time. Again, they could get the winner, the winner of one of those guys, because they're both relatively high ranked mm-hmm. or you give them Rob Font, which I believe Rob Font is ranked three and San Hagen's ranked two. So it's a fight that makes sense and it keeps both guys in the top ranks. And I don't, I don't think, Sanhagen losing this fight should knock him down too much because I think the performance that Sanhagen gave was good enough for him to deserve to stay, you know, a top contender and just oh, make yeah. one fight away mm-hmm. from a title fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can kind of touch on uh, old TJ because I was just talking about that. And you had mm-hmm. some couple of information about, you know, his EPO bust back in what was it, 2019? Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, what kind of what EPO does and kind of, you know, 
obviously he got banned for a couple of years and this was his first fight back. But if you want to kind of dive into that, I'm more than, yeah. more than interested here. Yeah, sure. So, so for, you know, for obviously our viewers out there. So Dil- TJ Dillashaw was, was caught cheating back in 2019 for after testing positive in the drug tests, taking the illegal substance of EPO. So, so EPO, what it does is that it produces more red blood cells, which raises your hemoglobin levels. And the hemoglobin is a protein in those red blood cells that helps blood carry oxygen in your body. So as you, as you might connect the dots and be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it basically gives you better cardio. You know, you're able to breathe better. You're, you know, which ultimately makes you better and you know overall recovery yeah it doesn't make you as fatigued as you probably would naturally but however he he was he did this in an act of desperation to try to trim down to Mm -hmm. to the 125 division to then uh at that time unseat the the flyweight champ uh henry uh judo yeah yeah sorry for that but uh but when that came out, he was, you know, Dillashaw wasn't like, you know, the saying that, oh my God, like, you know, I, I didn't know I was taking this. I didn't know it was illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, at least he owned up to it and he voluntarily, you know, relinquished his title, you know, which ultimately at the end would still have been taken from him anyways. But, yeah. you know, at least he did so voluntarily. And also, I guess like a question, I guess I, I want to get your input on this dude. Mm-hmm. So, so since his title was take, was, you know, he voluntarily taken it away or yeah. relinquished it. Mm-hmm. Do you still consider him the champ within the bantamweight division or would you, or would you say that is Sterling who is the current champ right now? I think if you, if you lose your title for doing something that, is illegal i don't think in my personal opinion i don't think he's the champ anymore i think the champ goes to whoever you know whoever wins the title and then whoever beats that guy or you Mm -hmm. know however the title goes from from him relinquishing it i see that person as the champ now if tj comes back and he got this w and Mm -hmm. he fights the winner of aljermaine versus Jan, and then he wins that he's 100 the champion and you can knock him off all you want you know epo illegal everybody makes mistakes i mean he knew he was doing it but right it was just a you know a lapse in judgment like you said act of desperation to try and cut 25 pound division but if he gets the title back i mean nobody can take that away from him you yeah. can't say well he was only the champion because you know he did illegal things because that's not true anymore because he just beat two guys mm-hmm. you know controversial one guy but he beat the other guy if he wins so right. i think I think the title goes to whoever gets it after he relinquishes it. But I think overall, if they get the title back, they're, they're the champion. And I think it just, just depends on how well they can come back from their doping incident. In my opinion, I think that kind of shows the character of the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. You know, and right now, Dillashaw, you know, coming after this victory with San Hagen, definitely, definitely proven that he's not somebody to, you know, just, set back on and be like you know just this guy's done like he still shows he's still got some fight right still so yeah and that's exactly what i said at the very beginning is Mm -hmm. he had a great fight for being off for two years absolutely he looked great in there i mean obviously he had some injuries but he looked great 
overall oh, yeah. after two years off. We can kind of look forward here. And uh, there was a couple, there was one more fight on the card in particular that kind of caught my interest when it comes to controversial wins okay. or losses. Um, the Macy Barber fight versus Miranda Maverick. I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch that one, mm-hmm. but uh, Macy Barber, she got the W. Um, right. Yeah. I watched that fight and I just cannot see how you give her the win. I just can't see. And I am a Macy Barber fan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've liked, I've, I've watched her for a long time. She's young. You know, she wants to be the next champion, which I think is great. Yep. And she was really good. She's, she had a, she's on a two fight. She was on a two fight uh, losing streak before this fight. Okay. But you come back to this fight and you get kind of a, a head scratcher win. Kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do with that. But it's it's a win nonetheless. But I think I think you give easily give Miranda Maverick round one and round three, and you can mm-hmm. give Macy Barber round two. But still, Miranda Maverick should be winning that fight. The judges sometimes I think they just they just get it wrong. I think uh, you know even even look at the numbers. Um, you know, significant strikes or total strikes. Mm-hmm. Maverick had an eighty-two to Macy Barber's thirty-eight. So double of her total strikes, which should oh, be yeah. carry, you know, carry less weight because they don't do as much damage. But even the significant strikes, Miranda Maverick had 47 to Macy Barber's 36. So not only did she outstrike her, she did more damage with her strikes. I think Macy Barber had a takedown or two. Again, like you said earlier, it is a complete MMA, mixed martial arts. Uh, control time, I don't have that. I don't have that number. I, yeah, so from what I see... Macy Barber had 226 to Mavericks 121. Right, so one minute difference in control yeah. time. Yeah, plus, which just, yeah, which isn't that significant, really. Right, plus the difference in the, the strikes, the significant strikes. I think I think you got to give the W to Miranda Maverick. But yeah, I, just, I uh, yeah, I know after the fight when obviously uh, Barber was announced the winner. She she possibly I think she noted that it could have been possibly I, I think she did like a what what did she do like a reverse elbow or something Yeah yeah I know what you're talking about Yeah, yeah that yeah that she noted that that could have possibly been the momentum that the judges you know could go from you know Maverick or Barber but I I agree with you there I'm like Maverick definitely should have won that like granted like I don't know if the judges are really are kind of like pushing for Barber because I don't, I don't know if you caught her nickname, but it's the future. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, she's young. She's 23. I believe that's what, that's how old she is. Yeah. I think you guys got it wrong. A little head scratcher. <laughs> Sometimes everyone's just kind of like, yeah, I think they got that one wrong. Right. But unless there's any other fights that you want to touch on in the car that, that you thought were significantly interesting, do I, you have any other ones? Oh uh, yeah. The, what really what i really liked was elkins versus minner yeah that that was awesome like Aaron i thought elkins. elkins dude that dude's a that dude is a freaking monster the damage and, that's his nickname the man. damage yes yeah well no shit man he, the damage he's got that tattooed on himself he's on his chest right on his chest yeah, he, proud. he's all committed man yeah for 37 years old Damn, he's he's still he's still punching. He's still going out there, man. He's still he's, going out, man. He's he's he's, he's yeah. giving it his all. And yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. You know, Darren Elkins. I 
I'm a big fan too. Round two mm-hmm. gets the KO TKO mm-hmm. Derek Minner. And yeah, Darren yeah. Oak is just an absolute savage, not afraid to take the damage or give the damage. No, man. And it's like, and you know, Minner, he had multiple opportunities mm-hmm. to end it early. Yeah. He had he had him in an arm bar. He had him in a front choke. He had him in a guillotine. Yeah. But Elkins, man, the damage just comes out of that strong every time. He just got out of it. Like, how the hell is this dude doing it? Some fighters, but, man, they just go through the deepest waters and they can just. Oh keep yeah. Swimming. They don't have a problem. I mean, you know, they get in trouble, but mm-hmm. they just keep going. They're not worried. They're not worried for a second. <laughs> They're just gonna keep going and keep going until they get that W. Those no, are the fighters no. that you have to be. You have to keep yeah. an eye out for the guys that just have heart that are never going to quit. Could hurt oh, them yeah. sometimes, but they're just oh, yeah. some of the best fighters on the planet. Oh yeah, and I think definitely, I believe uh, El- Elkins, I believe is more is definitely a I think a more seasoned fighter than Minner is. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's been yeah he's had I think he's had uh, quite a few more fights within the UFC than yeah. Minner has, and so it, it in a show that you know Minner during the first after the first round the dude was like completely tanked like he was on he was on e you know and and elkins was still you know with him being as a veteran as he is he definitely knows like how he should you know um how he should pace himself through through those rounds and you know he he obviously his conditioning showed his determination and you know and you just you know you you gotta you gotta respect elkins was a flipping tank (laughs) <laughs> unless there's anything else you got I, I got a couple fights that are coming up to look forward to everybody needs to keep their eye on do you have any other fights you want to touch on real quick i think uh, well I, I guess just another fight i guess uh yanis versus costa oh yeah 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 that uh i i think that was you know besides tg dillashaw and you know elkins uh I believe that was my other favorite fight that I, yeah. I enjoyed watching, you know, Costa coming in as the underdog, you know, and you know, he definitely was taking advantage of his height and his reach that he had over Giannis. And he did a very good job trying to create the distance between them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he was it, definitely coming in with like the fake jabs and everything. So it was kind of yep. psyching him Face, out at yeah. first, but shit didn't matter, man. Giannis, oh. in, the, Giannis in the second round. That round two KO. Came, Came out aggressive, got a good combo in to the body and the jaw, and just, you know, and, and at the end, man, you know, and uh, and now Costa owes Giannis a month's supply of Dr. Pepper. Now. <laughs> what? You know, they they had they well it, at the beginning of the fight they said that uh, they they talked they you know they're messaging each other and I guess oh. what one of them promised each other depending on who won, I believe uh, so Giannis. If he won, gets a month supply of Dr. Pepper. But if Costa won, he got a month supply of Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> but dude, yeah. supply of Dr. Pepper coming his way. Oh hell yeah, man! <laughs> but, but no, man, I I I like that fight a lot, you know. And it was just, you know, I I would have I, I I particularly like underdogs to you mm-hmm. know to to win the fights. But you know, he looked good in round one. But Giannis, man, he just came in the second and just got him. <laughs> got him down right. for that KO, man. That's all that matters. Yep. That's all that matters. All right. Well, I guess to wrap it up tonight, guys, we're just going to talk about some upcoming fights. I have my eye on UFC 265, which is Saturday, August 7th. Some heavy hitters on that card. 
Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque, which is a welterweight fight. I think that's a key one to keep your eye on. Michael Chiesa has been doing really good in the welterweight division. Vicente Luque is a good test, so I think that'll be a good fight. Then you got the bantamweight fight of Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz, which is what I just talked about. I think maybe Sandhagen gets the winner of that or the loser. All those guys are relatively high ranked, or they are high ranked. So, you know, the winner or loser, I think, could go to Corey Sandhagen and keep him high. And the winner, you know, I don't know what you do there, but I think those guys are all in the mix. And then the women's bantamweight got Amanda Nunes coming back fighting Juliana Pena, which is going to be a great fight. I think Amanda Nunes gets the dub. She's an absolute animal. And I always love watching her fight and just knocks people out left and right. And the last, the heavyweight main, main event of the evening is Derek Lewis for Cyril Gahn which will just be a great fight. Anytime Derek Luce mm-hmm. fights, you just got to watch it. One of the heaviest hitters in the UFC can knock anybody out. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's about all I got. Yeah. So if that's all we got tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that's about it. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys for tuning in this week and we'll catch you guys in a few weeks. Hey everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.